You are listening to episode number 13 of the Fitzplain podcast. Today I am talking about common mistakes that beginners make. Um, basically just like stuff that I see in my own clients that they do um, right off the bat when they want to start getting fit and getting stronger and losing weight, etc. So we're just chatting about some common mistakes that people make and I hope that this is helpful to you if you find yourself making any of these um, doing any of these things that I, I talk about, then you'll have some sort of idea of how to correct yourself and go about um, changing up your workouts and your nutrition to be more accommodating towards your goals. If you love the Fitzplain podcast and want to support it and myself, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and review. I select a listener of the week every week from those reviews and select a listener of the month from those Listener of the Month receives a 50% off discount to any of my non-subscription products or a customized Fitzplain podcast t-shirt. I announce Listener of the Week and Listener of the Month in my weekly insider email, so make sure you are subscribed to the mailing list so you don't miss out on any of those prizes. I have a link in the show notes on uh, where you can click on and sign up for my mailing list. Alright, now we are going to get on with the show. Welcome to the Fitzplain Podcast, where I break down all things health, fitness, nutrition, and training with science to help educate and empower you to make your own decisions when it comes to exercise and nutrition. My name is Laura Sue, Certified Strength and Conditioning Specialist, Entrepreneur, and Powerlifter, and I'm here to help clear the waters of misinformation that's out there and tell you what works and help you not just learn how to work out and eat right, but how to train and fill your body for performance. going on guys welcome back to the Fitzplane podcast Laura Sue here again and today I am going to be talking about common mistakes that I often see beginners make um, so basically just people who are starting to work out maybe they've been athletes before though but um, they don't know how to do this on their own um, and these people aren't necessarily people who are grossly overweight. They can also be people who just want to quote unquote tone up or get stronger or just, you know, feel fitter and feel better in the gym. So these are things people often do and what they think they have to do to get fit, um, or get stronger. Um, and it's mostly rooted just from people looking for information by themselves on the internet or you know just years of misinformation or I've even heard um, these mistakes being suggested to people to do uh, from their primary care physicians. Um, so it's pretty interesting to hear where people uh, get these ideas and start doing these things that do work but aren't necessarily the best way to get to where they want to go. So we're just going to jump right in. The first thing that I often see, and this is probably the biggest, most common thing that I see people do right off the bat, is cut calories. Unless you are, you know, 300 pounds overweight, cutting calories is typically not the first thing a lot of people need to do. Especially if you are already in a healthy weight range, um, but you just want to essentially just change your body composition. That is what most people coming to me want to do, but they don't realize that. They look at their body and think that they need to lose 15 pounds, when in reality, they just simply need to build some muscle and in turn, that will help them lose some fat and 
give them the appearance, the body appearance that they desire. Um, so cutting calories too soon, especially when you're someone who is in a healthy weight range just but just wants to change their body composition, um, is not going to help you do that. A lot of people at first in a healthier weight range and have who have that quote unquote skinny fat appearance where they, you know, are small, they look slim, um, but they, you know, they have the extra belly fat that they don't want and are soft in places that they don't want, which is not a bad thing, but you know, they want to, you know, firm up, tone up. Those people tend to actually not be eating enough, as what I have found. So a lot of people who are like that, I will suggest to them to not cut calories at all, to just keep eating what they're eating and just start off with strength training two to three times a week. That in itself is going to give them some adaptation up front and fairly quickly to, and they're going to start seeing changes and, you know, four to six weeks, the changes that they want without having to manipulate their diet which is really awesome because diet tends to be harder to manipulate than getting to the gym or, you know, getting extra movement in just because it is something that you have to pay more attention to. So the people who I, who come to me and want to tone up or firm up, you know, want to change how they look, I do not suggest changing their diet. I always suggest strength training. And in four to six weeks, I'll, you know, ask them to evaluate how many calories they're getting in a day, especially if they're not responding to strength training as well as I would like them to. If they're getting stronger as quickly as they should, or they're not seeing some changes in their legs and arms and core yet, I always ask them to see how many calories they're eating a day because typically if you're not making those adaptations in about four to six weeks there may be some sort of deficit going on here meaning they're not actually eating enough and a lot of people aren't eating enough um, in fact a lot of especially women who I see they are eating less than really what they should be eating to support their lifestyle and that is not serving them well in terms of their metabolic I struggled with that word, metabolic rate and rate of pro progress in the gym. So in, I would suggest for an average sized um, woman who is, you know, so about five, four to five, eight, that range. And, you know, you're about 130 to 150 pounds. I would suggest those people, women in particular, to be eating at least 1800 calories a day, at least more in the 2000 range would be more suitable, especially if you're starting to work out. And especially if, you know, you have a job, you have kids, you have school, etc., etc. All those stressors that you have every day burn calories. Eating burns calories. Sleeping burns calories. Everything you do, you are expending some sort of calorie. So you cannot expect your 1,200 calorie diet um, to be enough to support all of your energy needs. And what happens when you keep down-regulating the amount of calories you eat is that your body in turn will burn less calories to make up for that because your body is going to adapt. To whatever you want it to do. So um, likewise, the same thing applies to gaining weight. Um, so think of it like this. So when you cut calories, you see your body really quickly lose weight at first, correct? Yes. 
That is because your body struggles to catch up with the amount of calories that it is given. So it has it lose, loses some mass because it's still expending more calories than you take in, but eventually your body down-regulates the amount of calories you're getting and you hit a plateau. So if you're already down to only 1,200 calories a day, what are you going to do when you have to cut that down even more and more and more? We know that's not going to work. So what freaks a lot of people out is that at first, when you go from a low calorie intake and you bump it up a couple hundred calories, you are going to gain some weight at first just because you are now in what your body considers a surplus and now your body has to adapt to that. You know how long it took for you to hit a plateau with your calorie deficit when you lowered your caloric intake? It's going to take about the same amount of time for your body to adjust to extra calories. So don't get freaked out in the first few weeks if you gain or lose, you know, a few pounds. One to two pound fluctuation in a day, even up to five pounds, it's completely normal. There are a hundred bajillion reasons why you could have a heavier number on the scale than you did the day before. Factors like hydration, do you need to use the bathroom, um, how close to your weigh-in did you last eat, what did you eat last, stress levels, all of these things can play into how much you weigh. Um, it's just simply a reflection of all the factors going on in your life. So that's why I don't suggest to anyone to cut calories right off the bat. Start with strength training, start with some good, well-programmed cardio if they don't do that already. And then in four to six weeks, if you're not seeing too, many adapt too much adaptation from simply adding in some exercise, then we address first how many calories we're eating, making sure we're eating enough, and then we're, we will address what sort of calories we're eating. So how much of our calories come from carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. And hint, hint, you probably guessed it, we want to prioritize some protein, especially if we are trying to build some muscle and lose some body fat. So that is the number one mistake I see a lot of people make, which is just trying to manipulate their calorie intake and that usually doesn't go well because people usually eat too little calories. Now of course there are people who don't do that, they eat too many, but for the most part, especially in women, I see too little calories. The next mistake is also very common amongst women. Um, it's actually, no, it's actually pretty common amongst men too, I lied, it's a common amongst most people, but doing too much cardio. Unless you are an endurance athlete, so unless you run marathons, or you are a rower, or you know, you do cycling races, you really don't need to be doing that much cardio, okay? I would, I suggest no more than, you know, an hour of cardio for like, maybe you go for a long walk, that's fine. But if you're training in the gym, you really don't need to be doing more than, you know, half an hour of good, well-programmed cardio. You can have different types of cardio you do. You can have your low intensity cardio, your moderate intensity, all, you know, focusing on hitting different energy systems and therefore changing your body in different ways. But a mistake that a lot of people make is just doing cardio, just walking, just running, just biking, and no strength training. That is one pretty big mistake that I would not, um, I would not suggest anyone to do this, even if you, if you, even if you are considered overweight, because the repet the repeti repetitive, 
Words are hard in the morning. Repetitive motions that you go under when doing cardio can be very stressful on your joints. And I see a lot of people getting knee issues, back issues, um, hip issues when they start to do a ton of cardio right off the bat. I always suggest strength training first because once you get stronger, then you can actually go do all that cardio with less risk of injury because your muscles are strong enough to hold all your joints in place and your muscles are there to absorb the load instead of your joints. So I always suggest strength training first. And when I prescribe cardio to people, it's usually no more than 30 minutes. Uh, of course, the intensities are varied, but the cardio amount of time you spend doing cardio itself is relatively short to what a lot of people try to do. Our next mistake, too many reps slash exercises in a workout. So this would apply to it when people start strength training, usually on their own or, you know, using some sort of workout they found on the internet, which is fine. But this is a big mistake that I see a lot of people make that is counterproductive. Um, it makes them run into a plateau just that much faster. And they really aren't getting any strength adaptation from this or even really um, muscular adaptation for in that, in that matter. A lot of people do way too many reps when they do a strength, quote unquote, strength training workout. When I ask people how many reps they do, um, they usually are like, oh, like 15 to 20. I don't really know, just until I get tired. And that is not what you want to do if you are trying to strength train. Um, they also do too many exercises. Sometimes I look at people's workouts and there are at least eight. And that is already too many off the bat for most people. Um, especially beginners. When you want it, when you're doing a true strength training workout, you aren't really doing more reps than eight, and you are using heavier weights, so you cannot really do more reps than eight reps if you're trying to actually um, exercise for strength. When I program for my clients, most of the time our workouts have really no more than six exercises. Um, and that can all get done in an hour, so it's, you know, pretty quick. Um, but we don't do more reps than 8, 12 reps, maybe on some accessories. But for the most part, we keep the reps fairly low and the exercise is low. So that way we can have better quality repetitions. We can use more load per exercise and we can get better adaptation out of that. That leads me into the next mistake I often see beginners to exercise make, and that is they don't use enough weight. Now, I don't necessarily blame people for doing this right off the bat, just because, especially if you're not working with a trainer and you're working by yourself, using more weight um, can be a little dangerous, especially if you don't know your own personal limits. However, if you have been going to the gym on your own for a few weeks and you have continually been doing your squats with just 10 pounds, I'm pretty sure you are good to go up by then you should have a pretty good idea of what your abilities are. And here's the thing, you only have to go up five pounds at a time. That's all you need to do. Even Some gyms even have increments of two and a half pounds. So all you gotta do is pick it up, see if you can do it. If you can't do it, oh, oh well, go back down. Um, but but if you're not using enough weight, you're really doing nothing for your body. You need enough load for your body to be like, oh, hey, we need to make a change here. We need to let 
um, get these muscles stronger. We need to get our joints more resilient. Because if there's not enough weight, your body is not going to respond like that. It's going to be like, oh, what am I carrying? Your purse? <laughs> your body can't differentiate between your lifting weights in the gym versus doing groceries, doing chores, carrying a baby, etc. So if you're not lifting anything in the gym that's heavier than what you would do in real life activities, yes, real life activities, then, because the gym is real life, um, you're just not going to make the adaptations that you think you're going to make. Yes, you might feel your muscles burning. Yes, you might feel tired, but remember, muscles burning and feeling tired is not an indication that your workout is working. Usually, I start off my new clients with, yes, fairly lightweight. I even start them off with no weight just to see how they move. But then, you know, from week to week, we are continually adding weight to whatever exercise they are doing, even if their form is suboptimal. As long as their form is acceptable, I will add weight just because... A lot of times people's form is not optimal because they are not strong enough, all right? So I will add weight to a, within a safe degree, um, just to get them stronger. So when they go back down to, you know, that 15 pound dumbbell they started with and couldn't do with good form, all of a sudden they can do it with great form. That's because they got stronger. So... Doing too many reps slash exercises and not using enough weight kind of go hand in hand together. But just remember, you do not want to do, especially if you're trying to gain strength, and that is typically our goal when we lift weights or go to the gym. You, you, you want to get stronger because that is really going to be the foundation to all other movements you do and all other exercises you do. You don't want to be doing too many reps. I don't suggest anything more than 8 to 12. If you really want to get strong, you're doing less than 5 reps. You do not need that many exercises. Choose from the basic movement pattern. You have a squat, lunge, hinge, push, pull. That is, you know, like a goblet squat, a reverse lunge, uh, RDL, and then a push-up and a bent over row. That's all. That's all you need. That is enough to give you a quick but effective full body workout. You don't need a hundred bajillion little variations that isolate tiny little muscles. You don't need that. You just need those basic movement patterns and you need to start progressively overloading them from session to session in order to see yourself get stronger and stronger. It is just as simple but also just as complicated as that. Alright, so now we're going to dive into the last mistake that I often see beginners make. It is relating to stress, hydration, and sleep. A lot of the times people will jump into working out. They're super enthusiastic about it. They're ready to go. They're ready to go hard. And they realize they don't realize that they're piling this on to whatever or whatever life stressors they already have. School, work, family, kids, etc. So what happens is in order to get to the gym or in order to get their meal preps done or in order to do whatever they think they need to do in order to live that, you know, gym lifestyle and get healthier, get fitter, they start to neglect sleep. They miss a big aspect, also known as hydration, and stress management starts to wear off a little bit. I'm going to go into why each of these things are so important to see progress in the gym um, as well as, you know, just keeping yourself healthy um, and why you really need to be prioritizing these. So a lot of people 
will come to me. They work for Amazon. They work for Google. They have a huge, crazy work schedule, and they are stressed out of their minds all the time. And, you know, they barely get in that one hour a week to come see me at the gym. They're not exercising outside of the sessions they have with me. And I don't tell them to try to work out more. I tell them to try to manage some stress. And if working out manages your stress, that's great. Do it. But you got to realize that exercise is another stressor that you're putting on your body. And there is good stress and there is bad stress. But stress is going to just release different hormones in your body that's not really conducive to most people's goals of fat loss or appetite reduction. Stress um, releases cortisol, which tends to make you more hungry. Your appetite gets bigger, but not for the foods that you should be eating, more like for sweet and salty and um, fatty foods, you know, discomfort stuff. Um, And cortisol also has been shown to make you collect more fat around your midsection, so more belly fat. So... And besides that, stress wreaks a whole whole bunch of other issues on your body. Just, you know, mentally and physically, you are more tired, you're more exhausted. Mentally, you just feel drained. Um, and that just does not help you when you want to get to the gym. So stress management is one huge thing that I try to emphasize with my clients. Like, I'm okay if you miss your extra workout of the week as long as, you know, you took time to relax. Like, you weren't missing it because of work, because they're already working, you know, 16 hours a day. Stress management leads into my, what what the next thing is, is neglecting sleep. A lot of people don't get enough sleep. And that, even though maybe your work schedule isn't crazy stressful, not getting enough sleep is a stressor to the body as well. And your body just takes stress as stress and will give you that same stress response. So making sure you're getting seven to nine hours of sleep is huge. It's amazing how much sleep and stress management can play a role on your weight and your body composition. Um, A lot of people who start getting enough stress management and rest are going to see amazing reductions in their body fat and just see their body kind of come together during their workouts and be like, oh, this is how it's supposed to feel like when my body makes changes. So really prioritizing your rest and your stress management is huge. Um, just And, you know, doing that, just finding activities that help you feel more relaxed, more calm, just stuff that helps you stay in the moment instead of worrying about work or relationships or kids or life or whatever. And making sure that you are um, establishing some good bedtime routine so that way you can get to sleep all right and you can stay asleep. And then hydration is your last aspect here. Um, It's a pretty easy thing to fix just because you can carry a water bottle around with you and get your hydration in that way. Um, And, you know, just making sure you're sipping your water throughout the day. But making sure you're staying hydrated is huge. A lot of people do not drink enough water. And this in turn, you can feel hungry without actually being hungry. Excuse me. And you simply just feel hungry because you are dehydrated. So making sure you're drinking enough water is not only going to help you make sure that you you know are, you know, getting enough water, which is going to be huge for blood volume, for your digestion, your skin, 
um, and also electrolytes, you know, making sure that if you have enough electrolytes, your muscles will be able to contract and relax like they should. Um, on top of a whole other bunch of things, electrolytes play a big role in how much water weight you hold. So just making sure you're staying hydrated is pretty essential for just that, but also it is a good um, thing to do if you are trying to regulate your appetite, which can be a struggle if you are someone who has a lot of stress. So making sure you have enough water is going to be huge because sometimes when we're dehydrated we feel hungry but you know once you drink some water you actually feel okay so making sure you are staying hydrated try to drink you know at least 48 ounces of water or so a day you know just keep sipping water through the day using your pee to make sure that you are hydrated enough if you want to hear more about hydration by the way go back to episode 9 i think with dr alexa nine neighbor we talk all about hydration and electrolytes and supplementation there. Super good episode. You're going to love it. Super good, super informational, full of you know practical information that you can take um, and start implementing right now. So definitely go back to episode 9. I think it's episode 9 called Dr. Alexa Nine Neighbor. I sit down and chat with her about all that stuff. So it's super awesome. Tons of good information. Highly recommend. All right, guys. So that is about all that I had for you today in terms of common mistakes that fitness beginners make. And this is just um, stuff that I often see in people and I know others may struggle with the same. So I thought I would really quickly talk about it just so you can identify if you are doing any of these and you have some ideas on how you can adjust your workout and nutrition to be more accommodating towards your goals. I'm going to go back through and summarize what I talked about. Um, we don't want to cut calories right off the bat. Start with strength training. Strength training. It's early in the morning. Words are hard. Um, don't do too much cardio. Don't do too many reps and exercises in a workout. Please continually overload your um, exercises. Don't stay with your tiny five-pound dumbbell for the next 10 weeks. And make sure you are prioritizing sleep, stress management, and you are drinking enough water. That is it for this episode of the Fitzplain Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I will see you in the next episode.